Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, uh, the Sales World channel, the EMBC network, iHealth radio. I mean, the whole shebang again, one more time with your host, Hurricane Age. Uh, we're going to talk, you know, uh, a lot of inspiration, motivation today. Uh, we talk, we're going to talk about influence. We're going to talk about, you know, your entourage. But with me, I have someone who, uh, first of all, I admire, uh, you know, personally of, of the, because of the work he's done. Uh, and it's pretty cool stuff he's done. He's still doing, I, I would say. So so uh, without any further ado, I'm going to just go for it. So Paul White uh, is with us today, and um, he is running uh, the One of Five Project. And uh, it is he's going to tell us more about that. Now, if if you're into the, the motivation, the One of Five probably will resonate if you're listening right now or watching, because that's something that comes up in some quotes. But 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 definitely we're going to advance that discussion today. We're going to give you some wisdom. We're going to have some fun with you. So, so first things first, you know, I want to, you know, uh, salute, you know, Paul, because uh, he is a veteran in the Air Force and um, he's still doing the work and teaching, you know, uh, flight, but he'll tell us more about that. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show, man. Dude, thanks, Hurricane. I appreciate it, man. I'm really happy to be here and happy to share to your listeners and uh, maybe no new information, but definitely maybe a different spin on it. So looking forward to it. Oh, no, I, I beg to differ. I think I think we're gonna have some new stuff. Well, first of all, we're gonna talk Air Force for a minute, and we're gonna talk sure. about flight, and we're gonna talk about you know those super machines that you guys take up there, and uh, you know the experience itself. Listen, I just watched Maverick. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a good so, one. So yeah, it's it's been good. I mean, those those uh, next generation, you know, air, air, you know, fighters. I mean, fighter yeah. jets is awesome stuff. I yeah, maybe you can tell us a little bit about Nuggets about if that you know is that the legit stuff that they showed there. I mean, uh, those maneuvers. You know, maybe I don't yeah, know. If well, that's this even is a this is always a great debate, right? And and so <laughs> when I go to work every day, I work around thirty three people that are like me who've been in the business for several years or decades or whatever. So when we watch a movie like that, just like you know when probably uh, your army infantryman watches a war movie, you know, you can start to pick out the subtle differences. And let me just throw this out in the, in, you know, up front, I will say that Top Gun Maverick is a drama. It is not a documentary. So there is a Hollywood element that's built into there. Now, a lot of the flying scenes, uh, I haven't done a, a terribly deep research into this, but I've talked to a few guys who are kind of in the know, and it seems like a lot of the flying scenes were actually flown by real airplanes, um, not a tremendous amount of CGI, but uh, the Blue Angels were actually contracted for all those scenes where they're flying really low across the desert and stuff like that. Um, somebody who's flown low across the desert before, it's very scary, and you need to be locked in and be professional and so they i think they contracted out the blue angels for that somebody maybe can look that up and let us know for sure uh, that's awesome but, but he did i mean there was an introduction uh that tom cruise had introduced and uh, he did say this is going to be real you know mm -hmm. uh, 
fighter jets and real pilots, you know, doing it. So I think that 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 aligns with what you just stated. But I mean, listen, it it still lived to its its tradition. It did give, you know, the Air Force always that that nice. Uh, by the way, one of my good friends and also uh, you know my one of my mentors was actually a captain in the Air Force. You know, oh, so nice. uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I so I have. And, and my father-in-law was in the Air Force, too. <laughs> well, at the end so, of the day, the, the flying scenes may have been real, flown by real pilots in real jets, but it wasn't really Tom Cruise. So that's oh, yeah, kind of yeah, the, yeah. the difference. You know, we don't fly around with our mask off and our visors up and, you know, say some of the things and do some of the things that they did in those airplanes. But um, for what it was made for, A, it was very entertaining. It was an awesome movie. And and for the listeners who haven't seen it yet, it's highly recommended. It's action from from the very start. It's action all the way through. Um, and then from a recruiting standpoint, like when I was a kid, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, I think I was about eight or nine when Top Gun 1 came out. And that's what really kind of set me on my path, I remember my, my parents went out and they bought a new TV. And this was back in the days when you had like a 19 inch TV sitting on top of a floor model TV. Uh, you guys may not be that old, but we had a floor model TV that was no kidding, like a piece of furniture that you would buy. And when that one went bad, you went and bought a new TV and you set it on top of the old TV, right? <clears throat> because the old TV was aesthetically pleasing to look at. Well, when they got the new TV, I took the box that it came in and I cut myself a canopy out of it that raised up and down. And I took the uh, the toilet plunger and I held the canopy open and I put myself a, a stick in the middle of it to where I could fly it around. And on the inside with a magic marker, I drew gauges and stuff. And I would sit in front of the TV and watch Top Gun fly in my little TV box airplane around the living room. Wow, that, that's an awesome story. Well, you know, actually, that I love that because... That was uh, a motivation for you at the time, an inspiration, and and it and you did you did actually join, yeah. and, and twenty one years in the service, right? Yeah, well, you know, when we talk about, um, I don't want to lean too far forward into the conversation, yeah, but yeah, yeah. When, when you talk about uh, things that you're trying to do in your life and things that you're trying to change in your life, maybe you're a young person, you know, seventeen, eighteen years old, you're graduating high school, and you're looking for what what's next. You know, I, I just went through this. My youngest kid just graduated high school, so. We're kind of going through that what's next with him, you know, and, and I remember being in that phase. How about when you graduate college, you know, you got all this formal education, you got a piece of paper in your hand that says you're smart. Well, now what? You know, and, and then as you get older, you're probably looking for maybe a career change or going down a different path or uh, making some personal improvements or whatever. And I say, I, I like to look back on those days when I was making some of those decisions and I think about what drove me to make that decision, what drove me down that path. And I think that first you have to start with passion. You really do, man. You, you have to want to do it and you have to be interested in it. And, and that will be half of the, half of the equation to get you start getting you there. And then the other piece of the equation is you have to have the persistence to keep doing it consistently over time. And you put those two things together, passion and, and persistence. And Angela Duckworth wrote a really good book called grit and that it's the the subtitle is uh, the power of passion and perseverance, and it's really you take those two things and put them together: passion and perseverance, or passion and persistence. Passion with consistent action over time, and that's how you reach goals. That's how you get to where you want to be. Uh, that's that. 
this could be the show itself. <laughs> if anything, There's that's your sub I just created your subtitle for you. That, there you that, go. That, that's a powerful right there line. I mean, it, but it's reality. It's it's really, I think everybody watching or listening, we owe it to ourselves to actually uh, know this, this reality, this 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 real yeah. formula for life, for success, if you want to call it, you know. Um, passion is everything. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, many people do things that they're not passionate about and it's a yeah. dead end. Um, they get stress, anxiety, and and they it's not it's not a happy you know life, mm -hmm. right? Uh, passion gives you a happy life, and, and to your point, uh, you work at it and things like that, and then you have goals. And yeah. uh, today's discussion is going to be about all that, you know, and and part of it is like you know your circles of influence, and uh, uh, but but again, if you are not even passionate about what you're doing, if you don't yeah. have goals. I mean, how can you even identify, you know, your circles? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then you're not going to put a hundred percent effort into it, you know, and, and we've probably all been there at one point or another, either working a crappy job or, you know, you're stuck eating some food that you don't like, or, you know, whatever it is, it could be something, something very simple, something very big, you know, maybe you got stuck in a relationship that you're not happy in anymore or something like that. And if you're not passionate about it, man, then what are you doing? You know? move on, but don't be afraid to pivot. Don't be afraid to change your plan. Even though you made a really solid plan at the time, circumstances change and, and your perception of the world changes and, and your attitude changes. Give it a long enough timeline. Like I'm not the same person I was when I was 20 years old. Uh, my wife and I met when we were 20 and both of us sat here just the other night and we were talking about how we're just not the same people. The good thing is, is we chose to grow together instead of grow apart. But if you're not passionate about whatever your endeavor is, then Move on, man. Cut bait and run, as we say down south. Well, you know, uh, you're, you're touching on a few things, and 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 you touch on on relationships, for example. I mean, that's that. I mean, you've been married for a minute. Uh, I mean, quite a bit of minute. <laughs> it's a long minute, but 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 you said it. I mean, your work, I mean, itself is not an easy job. You know, uh, being out there uh, all the time, flying and so on and so forth. For example, yeah. that's all these years. It, re it requires someone that actually understands that passion and the work you do. I'm not sure if she's in the service as well, but bottom line is that she, no matter what, she was part of that. And and and, and that's that's important too, because talking about into entourage and circles, your first support system is your immediate family and your, your yeah. significant other. I mean, so those are like, you know, if they're, as you said, if they're not matching, then you have issues already on the cell, <laughs> you know, from the get go, yeah. it's a problem. Uh, so hopefully, so hopefully they're your support structure. Now they can be an influence, but not be a supportive influence. I mean, influence goes both ways, right? So it could be a it could be a negative influence on you as well. And hopefully your you know your life partner that you've chosen isn't that person. Hopefully they're your biggest cheerleader. But let's not discount the fact that there are a lot of people out there in unhealthy relationships where they you know they're just going different directions. I agree. And listen, we're not going to talk about relationships in terms of you know marriage and stuff and uh, but but the fact of the matter is like if you and your significant other are not or spouse you're not really liking the, the similar things i mean if you mm -hmm. think about it, i want to go to club you don't want to go to club i want to go movies you don't want to watch movies yeah i want yeah. fitness you don't want fitness well there's nothing compatible here so that's a problem right there so yeah. that, that, that so now one's going to sacrifice and pretty much you know have to either let go their passion and their goals for that purpose and that's when you become you know becomes a problem then you you, you resent that person yeah. ultimately it doesn't work now again that's a different topic of discussion but so i still want to go back to to your back, background and uh uh now you you've retired but you still work currently you do uh, uh i guess simulating you know as um what is it flight simulation is that, is that yeah what so so when i retired um when i retired i was a flight instructor in the air force and uh took a job 
out of retirement, I took a job building a, a training program. For, I was working for a, a major company, corporate company, and I built that program. And I don't know, after seven or eight months or so, I got an email one day. It says, hey, you, you still want to be an instructor? And so now I, I walked across the street, um, still doing the same thing that I was doing when I was on active duty. I'm teaching the youngest or the, the next generations of fighter pilots that come through, teaching them how to fly, fight, and win every day. It's, you know, it's super rewarding. We were, I was just actually talking with a guy today about, to me, what drives me now is seeing that aha moment on somebody's face. Like there's no better feeling than knowing that you made a difference in somebody's life. And that's why I love coaching. That's why I love teaching. That's why I love instructing. That's why I like passing words of wisdom. If I have any, or, or, you know, God knows I've made my share of mistakes, but I've hopefully learned those lessons. And if I can pass those lessons on to the next generation and they don't have to learn them the hard way, there's no better feeling than knowing that you made a difference in somebody's life. And thankfully I get to do it every day and, and get paid for it. Again, passion and you're doing what, what, what fulfills you. And that's exactly. awesome. Right. Yep. So, so, so I know one thing, any armed forces, any type of, of military type, you know, uh, uh, construct, right. Has discipline in it. Um, you, I mean, is there something in there that was from the beginning for you that helped you get there? Because, oh. um, yeah, because that that is the most powerful piece. I mean, most people don't realize how much discipline you're gonna get through a system, you know, that is like you know structured like you know on force or air force, yeah, or any type of of military. Uh, and and you know, there's a team concept there. Uh, there is, I mean, in 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 the in the flight stuff, you have your wingman and women, <laughs> you know, so, so it's, as always, you have to rely on everybody else. And, and so this kind of lead us into the discussion today, about one out of five, uh, and your circle of influence and, you know, who are the, the five people you're with and all that stuff. So, yeah. so this, this really started with you a long time ago because everything you've, you've done was not just about you. You were doing it for a bigger role and with a lot of people, right? How was that yeah. experience to tell? So let me take you back to when I was about 18 years old or so, graduated high school, and I, I wanted to join the Air Force right out of high school, but I knew zero people in the mil military. So I didn't know what I was getting myself into. My mom talked me into going to a four-year college. So I went to the University of North Alabama. I made it about two years. Turns out college wasn't for me at the time. Uh, I was majoring in all the wrong things and uh kind of joined the Air Force almost out of necessity at that point. I, I mean, I just didn't have any direction. I didn't have anything in my in my bag to offer the world anymore. So rather than digging ditches on the side of the highway, I joined the Air Force. And at the time I was in my life, I was 20 years old, and it was exactly what I needed at exactly the right time that I needed. It gave me the structure and the discipline and changed my mindset. Uh it did all of that on an individual level, but at the same time, you are the day that you sign up, the day that you ship out into basic training, you are part of a team that is oriented towards a common mission. Everybody is working towards the same things. And that's not to say that there's not a little bit of, you know, elbowing and jockeying for top positions and awards and things like that. But as a group, you're generally all moving the same directions. And, you know, I was just on a podcast yesterday where I was talking, having almost the same conversation with the guy about like corporate America. Um, he, he's a business owner and, and entrepreneur and owns a couple of different businesses, has a lot of employees that work for him. And so he was able to give me the feedback that I was looking for where, you know, a lot of people day to day just don't have that when they go to work. They go to work, they do a job, they go home and they don't really 
buy into or see that big picture that that this is where this company is going though you know management and leadership may send out cool emails with a bunch of leadership platitudes in it you really need to be able to see it and for me i joined i was i enlisted in the air force cuz i didn't know any better and i was an aircraft mechanic and I love my job. I, I loved going to work with the guys that I worked with, and we loved fixing airplanes. And we knew at the end of the day, when we got all the airplanes fixed, it was a big high five, drink a beer, do the paperwork, and go home. You know, we we really enjoyed what we did. We took a lot of pride in that. And the, and the fruits of that labor came out the next day when those jets cranked up and took off to go fly, right? Well, then fast forward a few years, and I got to cross over to be an officer and was able to actually fly in the same jets that I was just working on a few days ago. I was an F-15 crew chief, and then I got to fly F-15s. And the same level of pride and and team spirit was there on that side. So, I mean, I, I, I tell this story. I joined my first team when I was about eight years old. I joined a soccer team, and I got a little trophy that says I played and whatnot, and I wasn't terribly good. But I've been part of a team since I was eight years old, and that's a unique thing that many people just probably don't get a chance to to reflect on and and say that they've had that experience being part of a team that's working towards a common mission is it's super powerful man and if you know how to work it and you know how to find your role on that team and execute that role at a high level not only can you win as a team and get trophies and be champions and do all that which i can tell a lot of good stories about that stuff um but it makes you a more round, well-rounded person. You know, you you remember what it's like to be a follower. You remember what it's like to be a leader. You remember what it's like to be a teammate. And all of those things, all those intangibles that you bring to the work environment, man, those are sought-after traits and sought-after skills that I just got thrust into by signing on a dotted line in a recruiter's office. Well, again, but but you're hitting on on a big element for our audiences because it doesn't matter what age you're in. Uh, obviously, if you're younger today and listening to the show, this this could be a whole different you know a game changer for you because you're throwing something that is powerful. Being part of a team is not something that people are prepared for usually. I mean, yeah. uh, people individually are you know typically are individuals, right? They do their own thing, and and you said and and society today is a little bit more different than than even back in the days, right? Unless you join a league or some sort of martial arts school or something. I mean, even in, in for example, in, in high school, you talked about high school. There's the ROTC program. As a matter of fact, my, my, yeah. my oldest son was actually part of the ROTC program for Air Force. And it, it gave him the same, as you said, that, that sense yeah. of discipline, the team. They went to the camp. They did the whole that, that they did. I mean, it yeah. was literally like they had their uniforms on. They have a certain way to, to do this stuff. And he taught him a lot of that piece, which is awesome. I mean, he, he was supposed to go to Air Force, but that didn't pan out. <laughs> That's another different story for another day. Yeah. But 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 really, the concept is it's, it's powerful. And you're right. When you are belonging to that group and you know your position, you know that you can, people are relying on you and you have to do your functions correctly. It builds a different set of character for you. And then yeah. that's that that can catapult you to the next level. Eventually, leadership and more things, but understanding those basic elements yeah. can change, you know, lives, literally. Um, and you're, you're right, people are lacking that sometimes because they don't have either through the, the family or through just whatever the environment, sometimes those things are not available. It could be economical, you know, e e economy stuff, right? You know, where yeah. you might not have the means and so on and so forth. It could be other things, but it's not a difficult task to have. Uh, but but you did have that, right? And again, we're talking, your concept today, what you're using is, is the one out of five, 
project, right? I mean, that's the name. Yeah. And so let let's talk about that, and then we will connect it back to the actual team, you know, spirit and 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 team five, or or you and the other five. And mm-hmm. and again, that's the expression. Uh, so let's go about that first. So the one of five project came about. Uh, I was I was working with a publisher. Uh, about a project that he had come up with. It was a compilation book and he wanted me to write a chapter for it. And we were kind of spitballing some ideas and just brainstorming a little bit. And I threw out the Jim Rohn quote that says, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And as soon as I say that to somebody, immediately you start thinking about the five people that you hang out with the most and how they influence you. But I want to flip it on its head a little bit and look at it from the point of view of being one of the five people. Right. So who am I influencing? What are my actions doing to cause a reaction in someone else? And that's where I go with the one of five project and I break it all the way down to the individual. And it's all about your individual journey, your individual self-improvement. Our, our mission statement is improve, ignite, inspire. We want you to improve your personal standard, ignite a fire and create momentum in your own personal life. And then hopefully winning those small victories will inspire other people to come along with your journey. And that's really what it comes down to, man. So I know we're talking a little bit about the team concept and and all that. And it it kind of is when you branch it out. I look at it more like little constellations, um, little groupings of five people, because every person that I influence, let's let's say that I influence you in a positive way today. Well, you have other people that you're influencing as well. And then they have people that they're influencing. So it's a ripple effect. And I, I look at it, I view it more as like little constellations, little groupings of people here and there. And if you want to break it down a little bit further, every one of us, we're, we're, influencing different people at different times. Like I can go on social media and influence a whole lot of people, or I can go to my church group and influence those people. I can go to the high school football game on Friday night and influence those people. I can go out four wheeling with my Jeep and buddies and influence those people. So, so you have these little pockets that you're influencing at different times in different ways. And really when you bring it all back, when you, when you do that self-inspection, it's how you carry yourself day to day. And those things outwardly project that people are picking up on. So if you carry yourself with humility and character and honor and pride, that permeates. If you're going out there and I used to tell my kids this, this is what I told them when they, before they go on the football field, I said, Hey, don't, don't ever forget that when you run out on that football field, you have the name white on the back of your Jersey, right? That represents something. And everybody in the stands sees your Jersey and sees your name and they know who your family is. And if you go out there and conduct yourself like a knucklehead, it's going to reflect on our family. But if you go out there and you carry yourself with poise and grace and confidence, that's also going to reflect on our family. Now, take that into real life on the football field of life. And who do you influence and who is seeing the name on the back of your jersey? And what image are you projecting while you're wearing that jersey? If you can think about that every day, I think you're doing good. Yeah, again, that's another you know, strong, you know, piece of the discussion today. And and it is powerful because you're right. Um, it's, it's amazing. You said you're taking one person and how you influence in your group out of the five. Right. Uh, and, and you mentioned something earlier about, you know, influence can be positive and negative. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that's, that's, that's a big question. How am I connecting with the rest? How are people perceiving me? Am I doing a great job or am I influencing them the wrong way? Maybe like, you know, you're just getting them into the wrong direction, uh, getting them into the worst part and eventually get them in trouble. Uh, that's, you can have that part, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you can be one to your point that that goes, it's a two way street. It's like a double edged sword. You can be one side, all the positive, as you said, 
the back you know shirt and it says white and that's the family and if you did mm -hmm. it correctly it's a great kudos but if you did it bad it's a bad reflection yeah. that's actually what happens today you know people sometimes they tend to pick the wrong entourage and sometimes you are the bad entourage to other people and and so now your influence is really um, not really devastating to them and you're not bringing any positivity to their lives and therefore you're not improving anybody's you know life yeah and you said it you could influence people i mean we have influences today everywhere i mean you mentioned social media it's a powerful you know tool today where everybody becomes an influencer it depends on the messaging if you have a message of innovation a message of motivation inspiration power stuff that's what you're driving. Yeah. You can have a message of nonsense and we see a lot of that as well. So, and you know, people may be yeah. just entertained by it, but it's not constructive. There's nothing to it. Uh, you know, I'm more for like constructive, everything, positive, everything, you know, let's get people pumped. I mean, you, yeah. you talked about your uh, mission, same thing here, educate, enlighten, inspire, and motivate time to evolve. You know, it's getting us to the next stage. And, and yes, you're the first people that are going to get this <clears throat> dosage are the people, first of all, it's you obviously, because you got to believe and you have the passion for it and you got to drive it. But then you immediately, you know, you get the people that are next to you, your family, your, your wife, your spouse, uh, your spouse, your kids. Uh, and, and again, I, I get that certainly your kids are, are getting all that drive from you. And there's no doubt, right? And, and, and that's really something that is important. And, and then to your point, it takes from there. One of them is going to also influence the rest and so on and so forth. And to your point, that ripple effect, that, that yeah. tsunami that's going to happen eventually, that avalanche you know, that, that goes in from, you know, a small little drop of snow into a snowball and then the rest is, is, mm -hmm. is over. It's impactful. But, but so, so let's talk about that today. In, in your experience, uh, what do you notice in the reality? I mean, I don't think that people are selecting their crowds correctly am i wrong about that well i mean certainly you and i our perceptions are going to be different because your perception is the lens through which you see life and and that's based on your experiences and how you grew up and who your influences are and and also a lot of it is the information that you seek so if you're hanging out in porn chat rooms and those kinds of things, well, then that's going to be your influence. And that's the stuff that you're going to see. And that's the lens through which you're going to see life. If you're hanging out in some of these, uh, you know, far to the either side of the spectrum type uh, chat rooms and, and social dynamic sites, then that's the influence that you're going to get. And that's going to be the lens that you see the world through. I can tell you that for the people that I associate with and the people that I hang out with, we're, we're, we're honestly kind of boring. I mean, we, we see life pretty simply as get up, go to work, have fun. And that's about it, man. I mean, try to be a good dude. Um, I I'm, I'm finishing up a book. I'm putting it out next month. It's called work hard. Don't suck. And really <laughs> that's, I That's really, I mean, in my eyes, as as simple as my little Alabama brain can make it, man. That's about the secret to life. If you just work hard and suck a little bit less than you did yesterday, I think you're doing pretty good, man. And for me personally, dude, I'm I'm not trying to get into anybody's business. Like I I just want to be left alone and I leave you alone. And as soon as someone starts projecting onto me, that's where I kind of I kind of see that as um I almost put a wall up there. I'm like, I, I didn't come here for this, you know? And, and there's a reason that um, the things that I will engage in on social media with are generally all pretty positive things because what goes around comes around. And, you know, when you go into those, 
uh, I heard somebody on a podcast the other day describe your uh, described your phone as your anxiety rectangle. You go into your anxiety rectangle, and if all of the things that you're seeing are negative in nature, well, what kind of energy are you going to project at the end of the day versus the things that I like to see and the things that I like to read and put out there are generally all positive. And I think if if people would, A, put your freaking phone down, get your face out of out of the social media platforms, go out and go for a walk, you know, get some sunshine, listen to a good book, something like that. Fill your experiences with positive experiences, and then you will project positive energy. And I got I got so many good stories on how I've actually applied that in my own life. But um, I did want to tell this one this one quick one, man. Uh, we were talking about influences, and uh, you you almost got there with what you were saying, and it's leading by example, right? And and that's kind of where I'm at with my kids right now because my kids are grown. Uh, my youngest one just graduated high school. Uh, I've had his best friend has been living with me for a year and a half there. His home life was not going very well. We had enough room and enough love to go around. So we're like, yeah, come on. Right. Um, but the story I wanted to tell was when those two kids were in fifth grade, the, we started noticing my son's grades slipping. His attitude was getting a little abrasive and his grades were slipping and he's always been a straight A kid. And so we sat him down. It took us a couple of weeks to really scratch it out and try to figure out what it was. And we finally narrowed it down to he had been hanging out with a couple of what he called cool kids, right? Um, so as I sat down, I talked to my son about it, and, and we were talking about character and, and all these things that we hold dear, right? Something I've been teaching them since they were like three years old is just be a good dude, you know? And what I what I convinced him to do was rather than let those kids be a bad influence on you, why don't you try to be a good influence on them? And it took about a year and a half, but I ended up getting both of those kids, the uh, the other two knucklehead kids. I ended up getting them both to come play football for me. And that season, they changed their attitudes. They changed their outlook towards school and life in general. And all three of those kids got inducted to the National Junior Honor Society. And that one of those knucklehead kids is living in my house right over there right now. He's getting ready to go into the military here in just about a month. Just completely changed the vector of that kid's life simply by being a positive influence. Not only not only am I not going to be am I going to buy into your negative influence, I recognize it and I say no. Right? So I'm putting that wall up. So with those two things, now you've got a choice. We're either not going to hang out or you can allow me to influence you in a positive way. And thankfully that kid was open-minded to it. And he, he jumped right in and he's a good kid. He really is. He's a hard worker. He's got a great attitude. And I wish that I wish that I would have had another year with him to mold him a little bit more, but the military will do his job on him and, and he's going to be a good one. But Paul, you're touching on guidance here, right? I mean, sometimes people are just mentorship. Misled. Mentorship. Yeah. Some, some yeah. people are just lost because they don't have that father figure or whatever yeah. the case may be. And exactly. therefore there's no mentorship to your point available. And so they're just winging it. Right. And then, until they get somebody that can get them into the right direction. Mm -hmm. And again, you, I love what you said. I mean, I keep it very simple. I mean, you know, not kiss, right? Keep it super yeah. simple. You yeah. know, and that concept works all the time. But but it is, you're still engaged in all positivity. To your point, you do have the guards. If you feel that this is not it, you just, you know, you blank out, you know, you're out. You know, you, this is not your element, right? Well, that takes but, a little bit of discipline in itself right there. So for, of course, you got to yeah. recognize it for one, you got to recognize it. Hold up. I'm getting sucked into something I don't want to be part of. Right. And then two, you got to kind of be fearless and have the balls to say, I'm done. 
you know, but, but Paul, this is this is a, the the issue that we I think I seen it. I've I see it, and I, I you know even my kids I talk to them, is that people tend to want to fit in to the trends. Yeah. And yeah, I see you know, that. peer pressure is always a big element, and people are like, you know, well, I'm not gonna. To your point, they're the cool kids. I want to mm-hmm. be part of that. And so the minute you start having your own personality and signature, and you kind of veering out away from that look or feel, you become like, you know, like almost like this is this guy is kind of the weird guy. You're the weirdo. And yeah. so, but to your point, that's where you said you have to have <clears> the guts <throat> and the balls about, you know, like, uh, uh-uh, mm. I got this, you know, and and you have to create that character for yourself. That yeah. you know what, I don't care if you don't see eye to eye with me it's cool i can live without you you know i'll find something but but i love what you said that would be just walking away you are talking about i'm not walking away let me see if i can do the reverse here yeah. you know if you're trying to influence me in a negative way what can i just switch that and turn it around and you have yeah. that's an awesome example you gave uh and by the way uh you know i commend you for doing that i mean that that's, oh, thanks. that's that I don't know if is that the south southern hospitality or southern you know culture or, Man, is it, or was it like you know your family roots because there's got to be some principle. I would love that, to say it was something that simple, um, or, or 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 something that that rooted that foundational, but really, like I said, man, I mean we had enough space, and my wife and I both we just we love the idea of making a difference in somebody's lives, you know, and and. Like I said, man, I said this before, I've made my share of mistakes and I'm not the same person that I used to be. And I reflect on that a lot. And if I had somebody that would have would have guided me a different way, things may have worked out a little bit different, you know, and I hopefully by by taking some of these people in, I, I mentor um, or I volunteer with this, with a, a side company. It's kind of like a big brother's company for veterans. And I'm the big brother to a young kid right now. I just talked to him on the phone today and, you know, he just separated from the air force. He, he did uh, six years in, he's 24 years old, young, married, uh, no kids. His wife's 21 and they're both starting new careers. They're at a very pivotal time in their life. And they're, they're super young. They're babies. They're 24 years old, you know? And he doesn't know anything about the real world because he's been in the military for six years. So now I'm helping him. And today we were just talking about 401ks and benefit packages and setting up IRAs. And he goes, oh, man, thanks. I really appreciate it. I got a lot of homework to do now. You know, so when, when I talked to him on the phone the first time, I said, hey, what do you you know, we're, we're quote unquote married for 12 months. He and I are under contract with each other for 12 months. I said, well, what are you hoping to get out of this? What what's your if you could have one big solid takeaway from the next 12 months, what would it be? And he said, I don't know, just teach me how to be a man. You know, what a whole what a statement. I mean, think about think about from his perspective what it took to be able to say something like that. I'm 24 years old. I just served six years in the military. I have a wife and a dog and a house, and I pay all my bills. I mean, by by all social standards, I'm a man. And yet he said those words to me. What humility that takes to recognize, man, I, I don't know what I'm getting into. You know, I never, never, for all your listeners, never underestimate the power of raising your hand and saying, I don't know. That's, I can think of no more profound, humble statement. And you will find if you just raise your hand and say, I don't know, you'll find people coming out of the woodwork to try to help you out and give you guidance. Now it's up to you to sort and filter all of that guidance and find out which path is correct for you. But too many people I think are, you know, relying on WebMD and Facebook to diagnose their lives 
instead of just saying, guys, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, I, I'm 47 years old and I still do it. Well, we, we do it every day. I mean, we have to learn every day. As a matter of fact, what we're doing today is exactly that is we're trying to, to, to give some, some nuggets to people to hopefully so. get them going. And, and again, if we can turn one person at a time, you know, into this and get them some, some level of energy and <sighs> See, passion, that's, oh man, <laughs> you're speaking my language now, bro. Cause <laughs> I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but me and my buddy are getting ready to start a podcast or our own show. And this is exactly the stuff that we want to talk about. And we're actually calling it be one, change one. We want to be the example and we want to change one person. That's it. Very simple, man. Our, our mission statement is super simple. Just be the one. That's it. You know, you know and, everything and, Everything starts with the one. One yeah. degree, one step. Well, there's so much nuance <laughs> in that, though. You know, when, when you talk about be the one, there's so much nuance in that. You got you to gotta think about your mind, body, soul balance. You got to think about how you carry yourself in your marriage. And you got to think about what values. I just had this discussion with my 26-year-old son. My, my oldest boy is going through a rough time right now. And I said, we were on the phone the other night. I said, all right, dude, here it is. Man, man talk, real talk. All right. As a man, you have to define the values that are going to be your moral compass that point you to north. All right. And until you identify those values that drive your every decision in your life, you're going to be wandering around. And I challenge everybody, especially men. I challenge you to identify your values, honor, character, discipline, integrity, pride, courage, those kinds of things. And if you allow those moral character traits to guide you in your every decision that you make, dude, you're going to be on a good path. And yeah, you're going to screw things up and you're going to veer off. But if you set up good left and right boundaries and you always have that moral compass porting towards north with your values clearly identified, then I think you're going to end up okay. Paul, give me goosebumps here. <laughs> but 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 you know, I I, I do I, I buy into that. That that's my world too. I, I love it. And and you know what you're talking about is 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 the the blocks of creation. I mean, one element at a time, one that's atom it. at a time, one and, and you know it's funny because society is only a bunch of ones, right? <laughs> you know, one plus one plus one, and it, and we have a whole community and so on and so forth. So if you change one and each one person gets to to be that positive and changes. And then the rest is just, you know, yeah. energy that's being, you know, expanded, you know, across. Yeah. And then it's now exponential. Have, yeah. Now you have a full, you know, community that is positive and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. And that's all it takes. But you're, you're doing, see, like here, then you have a vision, you have passion, you want to do this. You and your body are putting this new show that's going to be on the road to help people. Uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that these discussion about integrity, about character, about having those, those values, right? Uh, to your point, many people don't question. Uh, you know, most of us, we get into this live and we're just winging it, winging it, winging it, but no one is taking a pose and is like, wait a minute, hold on. Uh, what the hell's going on? Where are yeah. my principles? See, if you have principles that you, you abide with, day in, day out, like there's certain things I would not barge on. Right? This is this is the the, the cut yeah. line. That This is it, right? You got to stand so, for something. Yeah. You got to stand for something. You know, so That's your right. principles are your principles. Uh, that comes from your integrity and you know, honor and all this stuff. But the sure. fact of the matter, if you don't have those, you're, you, I mean, do you read? I mean, ask the question, uh, what am I doing? You're just spinning, spinning wheels, really, because yeah. you don't know what direction you're like, whatever wind comes will take you. You don't have any anchor. You don't have nothing to hold on to. And yeah. it's over. We don't want that. We want to to create this opportunity. And by the way, guys, we're not criticizing people. We are just talking in general terms that these are some things that can help, you know, change, you know, your nature, your character, your mm -hmm. personality, your future. Because whether it's in business, personal, life, relationship, you name it, these are the things that can help you. 
and and I always say this, like, uh, you know, you got to be like a dish, and 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 know what what frequencies you're gonna go on. And, and oh, take. that's good. You know, yeah. because because you know you can you can take a dish to anything you want. You just got to tune into the right frequency. I mean, if you have a ham radio, you actually you know work those frequencies yeah. until you get a nice little pitch, right? Same concept. And so, if you don't like it, guess what? Switch it to next Change frequency. Channels. Yeah. Until until you get to the best you know you know reception you get, and then it resonates. Yeah. You're good. Now you're good to go. And but now someone can challenge us and say, well, whatever I'm doing satisfies me. Well, the answer is if that's what it is, it's fulfilling you. Fine. Now. We, we're not here to judge you what it is, whatever it is. But I can tell you one thing, guys, uh, at least for me, I know we all know the good and the bad. We know things that are detrimental to your health and those that are not things that affect your, 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 your psyche and things that don't good or bad. It's not like a secret. We all know but to your point, you know, we can hang out in the wrong places and do all the bad things. And the outcomes are typically the same. You know, there's there's bad outcome. You know, it's a, your yeah. health is affected. You might wind up in jail. You might wind up dead. Something's going to be bad. Or on the flip side, you can be very successful. You can have your own enterprise and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, and influence other people and have a legacy in this world. That's up to you guys. We're not determining that for you. We're not, you know, we're not pushing anything onto you. If you listen and watching, this is just an opportunity to hear it from, again, I would say two wise men, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that have yeah, a little bit of... I don't know if I put of, myself in that category. But... <laughs> I, well, that was the joke about, you know, we have some wisdom over the years, you know, and <laughs> but 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 the fact of the matter is everybody has wisdom, just, just at any given point, yeah. because whatever you learn is there. Now, how well that wisdom is applied and what direction it is, but it adds up, like experience. Like for us, I love what you're trying to do is that you're giving back. You said, I wish that I had, you know, a, a different, I guess, upbringing whatever the case may be and you could have done things differently and i'm not judging here i'm just saying i think that's that's what i got from when you said that you know things could have been different if mm -hmm. i knew certain things at, at a certain point but the idea of that is that it doesn't matter that's the thing like sometimes i'm i have a, personally i've gone through things that i wish someone can could have been there for me to guide me not yeah, to go 100 you know how many times like you know just as simple like if someone told me like you should have been doing this instead of this but nobody was there so they had to to make mistakes and uh, and drop and fail and 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 relearn and things and and it takes yeah. time to do that. If you can help me bypass a few of those gaps and few issues, why not? You know, and that that's like an ideal scenario for all of us, right? Yeah. Uh, so so Paul, you you talked a football, so the, yeah. the terminology of champion is part of your, uh, I guess you know, uh, speech your vocabulary. Let's talk about the concept of championship here. For for, okay. for relationships and for for influence. Wow. Um, so to me, um, the champions are the ones who rise above adversity and figure out a way to win despite all cost. Right. I mean, we just saw it in. You got to trademark that one. <laughs> yeah. We just we just saw. I, I totally just made that up. I should write that down. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, when, it, when you put out the when you put out the transcript for this, I'll I'll copy it because I'm too lazy to go back and write it. Um, no, when you know we just saw this in the uh, in the NBA championships last week, right? The teams that dis, that that figured out how to rise above despite the odds. I mean, you had a number eight seed go to the finals. When's the last time that happened, if ever? You know, I mean, Jimmy buckets is out there balling, and they made it to the to the NBA finals. Man, they played as a team. They figured out a way to win. And 
I really, I really, really deeply believe that you can take that mentality into every facet of your life. I really do. If, if one of the challenges that I give people is, uh, I have a little checklist on my website that you can, you can print it out. It's a PDF. You can print it out. And one of the first things that I have you do is I want you to take off all your clothes and stand in front of the mirror naked for 60 seconds and just stare at yourself. And if you can't find something to improve, congratulations. But I bet you, I'd be willing to bet a sum of money on this, that every one of us can look at ourselves in the mirror. If you stare at yourself long enough, you'll find something that you can do. Maybe you need to shave. Maybe you need a haircut. Maybe you don't like um, the way your midsection is looking right now. You know, it could be anything. And if you can't find something physical, then get real close in the mirror and stare at yourself in the eyes and look deep down in your soul and ask yourself, was I a good person today? Did I do everything that I was supposed to do today? Did I foster the relationships in a positive way today? And, you know, this kind of gets down into a little bit of meditation and self-inspection and and that kind of stuff. But really, what are we looking for? We're, we're looking for those opportunities to find something that is deficient and improve on it goes right back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago with in the one of five project, it's all about individual self-improvement. That's it. It's very simple, right? You want to make yourself the best version of yourself that you can. If that means reading and studying more so that you're a little bit smarter, then do it. If that means going to the gym and running a couple of laps or lifting a couple of weights, then do it. If it means going to church and associating with people who are high energy and all there to kind of be in a good mood and and you know have good fellowship with each other, then do it. We're looking for these opportunities in our lives to recognize either failure or shortfall and improve on them. And that's it. Failure's failure's not the end of the road. Failure's an opportunity to learn. Failure's an opportunity to get better. And if I look at myself in the mirror and I go, you know what, I'm getting a little flabby, that's an opportunity for me to improve. So I go for a four or five mile run, and that helps. You know, and you you made a you started to make an analogy earlier about the snowball rolling down the hill and getting bigger. And I use the analogy of uh, I told one of my kids this one time. I said, I want you to put a cup on the counter, and every day go put one drop of water in the cup. And for the first six months, you're going to be like, well, this is dumb. One drop of water in the cup. But after a year, you're going to have a full cup of water. And your self-improvement journey is not that much different, right? You're looking to change these small little things, just little tweaks to your daily schedule or little tweaks to your habit patterns and let that permeate over time. You don't like the, you don't like the snowball rolling down the hill. You don't like the drop in the bucket metaphor. Okay, here's something I learned in flight school. It's called the zero, uh, the 60 to one rule. Okay. There's 360 degrees on a compass rose. North is 360, east is 090, south is 180, west is 270. So if I told somebody to fly a heading of south, 180, and they flew one degree of difference and they flew 179, instead of 180, they only flew one degree off. After 60 miles, they'd be one mile off course. That's just math, right? So take that into your personal life and, and you're your everyday challenges that you that you put on yourself, first of all, inspect every single facet of your life, finances, emotions, mental, physical, um, spiritual well-being, all that stuff. Write it down, set goals that are out there, and then start moving towards those goals. Figure out what you got to do. If, if you're flabby around the midsection, go buy a new pair of shoes and start going for walks around your neighborhood. And I'll give you one more. 
download a book on Audible and start listening to the book. I'll even pile into that. If you download a really good spiritual book, whatever you define that as, something that makes you feel wholesome and good on the inside, right? I like to go four-wheeling down a dirt road. That's my church, bro. I put on some country music, take the top off my Jeep and go four-wheeling down a dirt road. And that's where I get right with my soul. But if you find something that does all three for you, like listening to a good book while you're walking and feeding your soul and your spirit, dude, I mean, not only are you making yourself better with every single step you take and every word you listen to, you're also condensing down the time and you're making room for other improvements in your day. Just give me a few things to do today. So I got, I got homework. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you, but you, your, your wife's going to walk in, you're going to be standing in front of the mirror naked and then everybody starts <laughs> laughing and it's over and <laughs> ask me how I know. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. Right. But, 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 you know, it's, you're really touching on some, some power. I mean, I love that, that whole thing about the, the head and, and, and how one degree can, can shift mm. you 60 miles away. Small and, changes, man. I, that, in the positive and negative, by the way, that can go either way. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, so it's yeah. always be. I'm just gonna have one cookie. It's just one cookie. Yeah, that's well, it. <laughs> you do oh, one oh. cookie every night, and pretty soon you're not fitting into your best pair of shorts. Well, well, that's one. But like, let's talk about we talk about high school. I mean, drugs, for example, right? You know, hey, just, uh, yeah. just, just a little butt. Let's just try it, or let's just a little yeah. gummy. Let's just get started. It, uh, let's feel good about it, and then the next thing you know, you're addicted, and then yep. it's over. Your life is gone. So. That's on the negative side. So again, but but the positive is just literally outweighs the negative big time if you can just look at it that way. It's again, you mentioned the word mindset earlier. You know, that's that's like everything. If you change, you shift your mindset. Everything else shifts. Uh, yeah. And and I love what you said. Like you know, get whatever works for you. A book, something to get you going. To mm -hmm. I like driving too. So driving is like my yeah. You know, I, I can drive like you know and, and get hypnotized on the road for like hours. Put Same. some music, whatever, and love it. I'm good. And, you know, it doesn't bother me. Makes you I feel good. Just, you kind of tune things out a little bit. And it's it's almost like meditation. Yeah, well, it is. It is in a way because you just, yep. you know, you don't have, you're in the zone basically. And so it yep. keeps you going. Now, now I want to touch on the goals. You've, you've touched on goals a couple of times. So goals, mm -hmm. how you define them and how important are they for people? Obviously, well, it's it's a big question. We kind of know the answer, but, but like in your way, uh, just for our audiences, because sometimes people are confused about goals. And, or, yeah, or maybe I think, not I think, sure how to go about them. Yeah, I think a goal is just, um, it's kind of where, it's your end state. It's where you want to be. You know, it's, it's. Um, let's say you got a, fam or a, a high school reunion coming up and you want to look good at the beach party the night before the reunion, right? But you got a few pounds that you need to lose. So set yourself the goal of, I'm going to lose 10 pounds before the high school reunion. You know, and and maybe it's three or four months down the road. Okay, um, when I when I coach people on how to set goals, I I was taught the smart mantra. I know it's very cliche, and and a lot of people use it, but it works. It's very simple, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time based. So if I can set myself a very specific goal, I want to lose ten pounds. All right, it's measurable because I either lose ten or not. Yes or no? It's a one or a zero. Right? Is it attainable? Given the time frame in 90 days, yeah, I think I can lose 10 pounds. Uh, is it realistic? I think so. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to go into your body type and, and those kinds of things. But yeah, I think that's a realistic goal. And then time-based, you've set a finite amount of time on it to allow yourself to do it. So that may be your overall goal. But now we can reverse engineer this. And, and in the Air Force, when we put together these big target plans, we always talk about working from the target backwards. Right. So I know what my target is. Now, how do I get there? And you work backwards to try to figure it out. So if you got 90 days to lose 10 pounds, maybe you set lines in the sand at 30 and 60 
And now you measure yourself there and say, well, I want to lose five pounds in the first 30 days. And then I want to lose three pounds in the next 30 days. And then the final two pounds in the final 30 days. Right. So now I've taken one big goal. I've broken it into two smaller goals or really three smaller goals. Right. And this is just lining up the little dominoes. You've seen those domino competitions where the guy goes and he knocks over one domino and like a flower blooms or a building crashes or something. This is the way I teach it, right? So you're setting up the dominoes when you are building your goals and and figuring out how to get there. So now you go into the planning process. You plan how you're going to do it. You've got your timeline written down. You're stacking up those dominoes. Then you posture your pieces. And by posture my pieces, I mean, well, if I'm going to start working out a little bit more and start eating a little bit better, I, I mean, I might need to invest in some good running shoes, maybe some AirPods, um, download uh, an app on my phone so that I have a training plan or, you know, whatever it is. If I want to start eating better, I'm going to go into my pantry and get rid of all the junk food and buy some broccoli, you know, little, little small changes like that. With all of that postured, now I'm ready to perform. So plan, posture, perform is my little three P's mantra that I teach. Performance is just the execution of the plan. That's it. I'm just knocking down the dominoes one by one by one. And it, I mean, you can take that, take your first 30 days and subdivide it into 30 small sections, right? So on day one, I'm doing this. On day two, I'm doing that. And I like to use an accountability board. I don't know how you keep accountability of yourself, but I like to use a whiteboard and I write things on there in different colors. So if I take a rest day from the gym, I write it in red and I hate to see red on my board, you know, and, and that's my personal accountability every day. Did I do everything that was part of my plan? Yes or no. And it's not a, well, I mean, I kind of ate okay. No, either you did or you didn't black or white. You know, you're talking about one thing that, that is very, I guess, basic yet, it's it's almost vital for achievements of any life, any level, uh, and that is seeing everything in front of you, putting it down. Uh, and I mm -hmm. think that's the true point. Many of us make the mistake and not, and again, not judging, but but very commonly that people talk about things but they don't write them down, they don't see them, visualizing it one Visualization. way. Visualization, yeah. Seeing it in front of you is is definitely clearer. Like I give you an example. So in my work, like for the media, like I I put these concepts right. I actually literally go on Excel spreadsheets and stuff and start putting the numbers and everything in front of me so I can see what it looks like. Then I can formulate things. But yeah. if I do in my head, it gets all convoluted. And I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't add up. But once I start seeing them and I, I this is this, and then I can, to your point, reverse engineer stuff. That's this right. This links to this. And that's how you develop things, you know, and, and you have a plan of action that you can make it. Because even, for example, in, in my world of, of insurance, we do forecast, right? And so... Uh, how do you forecast for things you get like literally like what do we need what do we have how much yeah. do we need and then you start figuring out like staffing and stuff you know like you know how much per day per you're month, working with the target backwards exactly, exactly. Yep. same concept and it works yep. all the time and actually it's very accurate because now you have metrics you can go up or you're going right. down you want to push up and push down depends on what you need and you know exactly what you're going to be so now you can go in front of a board or whatever and tell that's right this is where we are this is what we're going to do this is what it's going to take can we afford these things you know it's funny i do consulting sometimes and one of the exercises i do is that um they say well we want to do this we want to hit this target i was like well how do you get what what's your distribution channels well, well we we don't know so here's your three typical so i'd give them the three typical ones and i say this is what's going to cost you for channel one channel two channel three as soon as they see the cost for that number 
Uh, this is this is a, we can't do this number. See, that would this, go into an unattainable goal. That would be an unattainable or unrealistic goal. So it's time to reshape your goal a little bit. Exactly. All it yep. does is that it visualizes what 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 it looks like. Because in your mind, yeah. it likes oh, we can do whatever number we want. But what does it take to get to that number? Can I even yep. afford that? I mean, do we have the means to do it? And at this point, and this actually applies in business, in personal, in everything. Oh, you know, everything. Yeah. You talked about personal finances, <clears throat> right? If you know, if you don't do it right, that's a problem, right? Uh, and and unfortunately, we we sometimes yeah. make that mistake, and then we suffer a little bit about it. So there's a lot of stuff. So well, I, let me I, let me yeah. just let me, let me throw one little quick thing in there, and not I, don't, I hate to interrupt you, but no, no, my no. wife and I just did the 75 day challenge, right? And she lost 24 pounds in 75 days because we were very regimented on our things, and it was more of a discipline, mental toughness thing than than anything. Um, the next round that we do in the fall. Is it realistic that she's going to lose another 24 pounds? Probably not. I mean, because she's a little tiny petite thing anyway, you know, and she's gotten down to a weight where she was right about the time we got married 26 years ago. So is it realistic? So her next goal may not be lose 24 pounds. It may be lose five or tone up a little bit. I want to be able to see the muscles in my shoulders by the end of this, you know, little things like that. So sorry to interrupt, but that's, oh, no, that's no. an example of realistic goals versus unrealistic goals. It's perfect. As a matter of fact, I love, I mean, a smart objective. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's always a key. I mean, if you can yeah. use that and adapt that in every single thing that you do, life becomes easy because again, you're able to see it, you know, for yourself. Yeah. And, and, and that's the difference between just winging, and knowing for, you know, like, like you have, a, mm -hmm. you know, you have like a blueprint, you know, a roadmap of everything that you do day in, day out that can make a difference. So, so Paul, I mean, we've covered a lot of things and we've talked about the influence. We've talked about the goals, the championship, the teamwork, the whole nine, but, but now let, I want to talk about your work and, and how do you interact? I mean, obviously I uh, would love, you know, uh, for people to actually interact with you. How sure. can people reach out to you and uh, what kind of program do you have for them? Two easiest ways to get in touch with me or go through my website, www.paulroscoewhite.com. And there's a contact me page on there. There's a lot of reading and you can kind of see where I'm coming from on the things, a lot of theory behind why we started the 105 project. I'm working on developing a program, a 30, 60, and a 90 day program that's more geared towards the things that we're talking about, right? Identifying your values, inspecting yourself so that you know where and how to make the corrections and, and you know, start improving your day-to-day -day standard. Um, and then, yeah, go to the contact me page there at the end. The other, the second best way to get in touch with me is Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. I'm at Paul Roscoe White. May I ask Roscoe? <laughs> Roscoe, is my, that was my flying call sign when I was in the Air Force. Oh, cool, cool. So yeah. Maverick, Roscoe, I like it. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah. Sort of, I love it. <clears throat> all right, all right. But well, you can also so look for us here. Um, you know, I don't know when this episode may come out, but um, probably in the next 30 days. So I'm guessing by the... By about the 1st of August, uh, look for the B1 Change 1 podcast to be up on all the platforms. We're, we're laying the framework, uh, framework for that right now. I do have a book on Amazon uh, called No New Lessons. You can look that up. You can get to it via my website as well. Um, it's a pretty fun read about uh, bad decision-making, lack of planning, and, and the battle of wills to complete a goal. Whole nother story that we probably don't have time to get into. And then my book coming out next month in July is going to be called Work Hard, Don't Suck. And it's strategies and tactics for living with honor, character, and discipline. Uh, you're busy, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I'm, you know, I'm spinning a few plates. But it's it's fulfilling. I mean, hearing it you. Is. First of all, I can I can get your energy. Like you're so excited about these things. And you know what? They're cool, exciting man. things. They are exciting things. I mean, yeah. first of all, 
it is it is like everyone wants to see some achievements in the life that that they've they they put out there and 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 I think you're doing that. I mean, uh, sometimes people just dream of one book. You're going on the sick and you're doing the yeah. podcast. You're doing this and you are making a difference. Uh, and that in itself is again, it's it's priceless. I mean, having to do this. Uh, and, uh, you know, it be, it's a remiss. I mean, one thing that so you mentioned podcast, this is live. I mean, this is going to stay forever on the internet. Someone century from now, if the internet still exists, I, yeah. you know, someone can still see it. I mean, that's just what history is. I thought us, right? <clears throat> people wrote books that didn't ever knew that they're going to be, you know, the, the, the foundation of science and other things in the future. Yet there, we use those yeah. basics today. So you never know what that to your point that 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 drop that you're dropping mm -hmm. in that cup you know how how far it is so so yeah. i i want to congratulate you for all the work you're doing man and I commend you for it uh well, thank I, you. Had, I, appreciate I, that. I had a great time dude i mean we've we've passed the hour here but yeah but really you know uh, we uh, it was it we're was just great. getting started bro <laughs> we, i mean listen I, I i i'm looking forward to your podcast man you know and yeah. as you guys come up with it and uh, i'll be listening to it and maybe uh you know Maybe you'll be in network. I don't know, but we'll talk uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. But, but but certainly, certainly, you know, keep up the great work, man. And um, yeah, it's one person well, at a time. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate all that positive feedback. And and you know, I don't. I I think those of us who do these kinds of things, we don't necessarily do it for the pats on the back. You know, you're obviously doing good work, and you're helping influence a a whole generation of people, and 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 doing good things. But I don't think we do it for the pats on the back. For me, it's. You know, when I go to bed at night, I just say, did I do everything that I could to be a positive person today? And that was really it. You know, that's kind of my affirmation. When I when I look at myself, there, there's a poem out there called A Man in the Glass. And the gist of the poem, it's about four stanzas long, but the gist of the poem, poem is when you look at yourself in the mirror, that's the person looking back at you. That's the person that you have to be accountable to. And if you can look at that person every day and know that you did everything that you were supposed to do, then go sleep good at night. But if you look at that person, you go, man, I, I didn't leave it all on the field today. You know, I, I left some things undone. Then hopefully at some point that'll irritate you a little bit and it'll motivate you to work a little bit harder. And don't forget this ever. And, you know, if, if I had to leave your listeners with anything, I would, I would leave them with this. You never know who you're going to influence. It could be a stranger at the supermarket. It could be a person in traffic. It could be your family. It could be your boss. It could be anyone. And and I know I can go back through my life and I can count several people that I didn't think were an influence on me at the time. But several years later, I look back and go, wow, if I hadn't have met that person, I wouldn't be here where I'm at right now. So look for those opportunities and don't forget that you might be influencing somebody without you knowing it. And I was going to ask you about last words here, but but you sorry, you've beat you that. to it. <laughs> you, you, you've accomplished that royally, man. And I can't ask for more. <laughs> well, folks, you know, I mean, I uh, Paul, thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, sir. It, Thanks it, for having it's me. Been great. No, my my pleasure. And again, folks, I, this was an exciting, you know, uh, show today, and, and a lot of nuggets for you guys to listen to and apply in life. Uh, not difficult, uh, but but definitely achieve, achievable and attainable. So that being said, I'm Hurricane H. We'll be talking soon. Today, new show and topic. Bye for now.